Hello everyone, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK <laughs> Drama Podcast. We're two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. We're here. We're back. We're here for episodes 13 and 14. So close to the end. Of Hotel de Luna. I am shaking with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> these are so good. Yeah, these last two episodes were really good. And we got a lot of closure. Oh, yeah. These last two ups. And Alex was teasing me because we were talking about, like, our plans for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And... I was telling him, like, oh, well, I don't know if we, like, should practice or if if I'll have time to practice on Sunday if we're going to practice today. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you just don't want to practice on Sunday so we can watch Hotel de Luna. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was like, I have stuff to do. And he was like, we'll figure it out. And I was like, okay. (laughs) But I was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. And then I just started smiling really big because I was like, we're going to finish it oh my god (laughs) kid yeah (laughs) but yeah i was like oh well we do need to watch it because i need to watch and write the outline and record or maybe not record before the big old surgery the big old surgery (laughs) Caitlin's getting her wisdoms removed yeah it's i just keep making a bigger deal you'll no longer have any wisdom caitlin oh well did i have any to begin with i don't know i don't know i mean they're just kind of poking through so i'm one of the lucky ones that doesn't need them removed there have are your yours Mm -hmm. already like just up and living yeah they're up and living they have been wow totally good jealous yeah Yeah, my mouth is too small (laughs) (laughs) so uh, they need to come out they Mm -hmm. there's not enough room for all of my teeth and Mm -hmm. it's weird because i don't feel like i have a small mouth but every time i go to the dentist they're like wow your mouth is really small i'm like that's strange okay i mean it doesn't look small right no it doesn't look big either but no i feel like i have an average size looking mouth I mean, my lips aren't really small. Mm-hmm. You know how some people have, like, really thin lips? Yeah. yeah. My lips are normal size. I mean, <laughs> lips don't really have anything to no. do with the <laughs> mouth, but I don't know. Anyway. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So, is there anything new going on in the um, world of Jillian besides being obsessed with Hotel de Luna? <laughs> um, I don't think so do i have anything i mean (laughs) i don't think i do just living just just trying to live just trying to get through everything i we did sign up for disney plus oh yeah so that is going to be taking away some of my your k-drama you know i there's only so many hours in the day you know this is totally like not disney Mm -hmm. but they own it but I didn't realize that they had, because they have Marvel, mm-hmm. and it realized that they had the X-Men animated series. Oh, and I was shit. like, oh my god. <laughs> so I used to always watch uh-huh. that when I was younger. I'm like, I need to watch that again. It's a really good animated series. Uh, I might need to crack into that. I, I'm like, okay, so a little bit about me. I basically watch <laughs> Frasier every night before we go to sleep. Like, Alex and I just, it's really bad for you, I know, like, y'all don't need to tell me, but we fall asleep watching TV. Like, we have a TV in mm-hmm. our room, and, like, that is how we fall asleep. We do that when we're staying, like, at a hotel. Okay. I'm like, uh-huh, we're putting it on Forensic Files. 
Yay. <laughs> Sorry about it. Falling asleep to murder. Yeah. Yay. No, uh, I fall asleep to a, like, 90s sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm thinking Boy Meets World might take Fraser's place. Oh, that's place. a good idea. I loved Boy Meets yeah, World. same. Same, same, same. So, um, Andrew yeah. and I have been playing Heads Up right before we go to sleep. <laughs> Andrew told me. And did he tell you about in the middle of the night? <laughs> You were playing heads up in your sleep. I was playing heads up in my sleep, apparently. He was, like, laying down on his phone, and I was just like, hey, George Clooney? And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, I was playing heads up. Never mind. I love heads up. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. And he got um, the 90s one. Yeah, and he I bought, did too. Yeah, he bought the 80s one also, and then um, I think it's as seen on TV. Oh, okay, it, cool. It's just like TV stuff, movie stuff. Yeah, we played um, at a family gathering for Alex's family, and I'm always shocked by how much I know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I didn't realize I had that like just stuck in my brain mm-hmm. back there. Like, um, well, it's like like pop culture. <laughs> yeah, well, like just like Chumbawamba. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't think I would remember that, uh-huh. but I did. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm excited for all of the Disney Plus content. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that I will have a day off due to my wisdom teeth surgery ah. <laughs> because I'm getting it done. I was going to take Friday off and get it done on a Friday, but instead they were like, no, we can only do Saturday. Okay, so now I'll have a Monday off. So that'll be like day three. And you'll be like mostly healed by that point. Mostly too, so healed. So it'll be a good day off. I'll, it'll be an all all tv day Mm -hmm. yes i'm looking forward to that Mm, that sounds great i know when is that gonna be again um the 25th the 25th is when you get it no the 23rd is when i get it the 25th is the monday okay yeah and then thanksgiving i'm off too that monday (gasps) oh shit oh my god andrew works alex works um i don't know alex was talking about maybe taking the whole week off Mm. Since he has, like, banked time, mm-hmm. he definitely has Thursday and Friday off. I don't know. I mean, if you want to come pick me up, <laughs> we can have a pajama day. Or I'll go hang out at your house or something. Yeah. That sounds fun. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We can finally watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because I was thinking maybe I will use this opportunity to finally watch season two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> But for now, should we get into this I mean, podcast? Maybe. I don't know. Episode 13? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> episode 13. Ooh, do you want to start it? Sure. Okay. Okay. So, we start with Miss Choi asking Yi Hangjung about Yu Na um, and if he has told her about leaving with his sister. So, he's like texting and being all like cutesy mm-hmm. puppy love mm-hmm. in the lobby. And she's like, hey, y'all are cute, but... uh." You need to, yeah, you need to tell her. Um, then a ghost walks in and Mrs. Choi's demeanor changes. She's like, mm-hmm. excuse me? So it turns out it's the eldest son of her family line that she's trying to end. Um, and like, again, we were like really curious about mm-hmm. her backstory last week. So very exciting. So she ends up dressing up and going to the funeral hall to celebrate the end of the Yoon family line. Bartender Kim is nervous and asks if she's going to do something like she did 42 years ago. 
She says she won't because this time she isn't angry. She is joyous. Wow. I know. And I'm like, what happened 42 years ago? Yeah, what did you do? (laughs) All this talk about 42 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chen Song and Manuel are hanging out at his place and talking about how to apologize to Sanchez for being so harsh about Veronica's passing. Chansung wants Manuel to tell Sanchez that she took Veronica to the bridge to the afterlife, but she tells him that she hasn't even been there. Apparently, once you start on the bridge, it takes 49 Earth days, and you slowly start losing your memories. Chansung thinks that seems sad for the people who are left behind, but Manuel promises to remember Chansung until the very end of her journey on the bridge. Chansong asks what she will remember, and she lists all the annoying <laughs> things she's done, like take away her money and brag about going to Harvard. Alex and I thought her line about I, the three syllables about you I won't remember are Gu Chansong, it'll be Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think it's so funny because in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, they always like mm-hmm. make fun of her talking about going to Harvard. Uh-huh. And I was like, I guess that's a universal thing. It's a Harvard thing. It's a Harvard thing, just bragging. I went to a university in uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> um, anyway, so there's a cute moment when Chen Sung draws her symbol on his hand and says that he is also hers because I think she sees, like, a box with her symbol on it or mm-hmm. whatever. He tells her that he hopes she also remembers moments like this that make her smile and she holds his hand. They get ready to leave to go to Sanchez, but then they get a call from Hyungjun. He fills them in on the new guest and how Miss Choi has left for the funeral hall. Hyungjun is worried, and Manuel tells Chansung about what happened 42 years prior. Miss Choi almost became a vengeful spirit. She seems so nice. I know. She is, like, so, um, what's the word? Like, controlled, mm-hmm. calm, mm-hmm. even keeled. Yes. Like, I couldn't imagine her losing her shit. Yeah. But she does for good reason. Yes. As we will soon find out. So, apparently, uh, she almost became a vengeful spirit and disappeared after she almost killed people when the members of the Yoon family tried digging up her daughter's grave. Thankfully, the Reaper stepped in and stopped her, and they negotiated her continuing to work at the hotel with Manuel instead of being dragged to the afterlife by Mago. Manuel thinks that Miss Choi shouldn't do anything bad since she's probably happy that the family line is ending and Hyungjun wonders if she will be leaving soon. Miss hmm. Choi at this point is at the funeral hall. She looks very pleased. Mm-hmm. She's dressed in all black. She looks great. It's nice to see her outside of a uniform. Yeah, definitely. Um, she meets bartender Kim there and says that she can now go to the afterlife without any resentment. But then, mm-hmm. as she's about to leave, she sees a pregnant woman approach the family, and she says the deceased man is the father of her baby, even though they were not married. And Miss Choi is pissed. Yeah, she's like, a what? Yes, whose baby is that? Ugh. Yeah. And then um, she realizes that if the baby is a boy, it means the family line will continue. Which, at this point, she has no idea. And no one has asked the mother. Yeah. And she's already, like, pretty far along. It seems like she would know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know what the custom of, like, figuring out the gender is Mm -hmm. in Korea. Maybe people don't find out. Maybe. I don't know. Like, in the U.S., all those, like, fucking gender reveal things. I know, so fucking annoying. Yeah, maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean, it seems like back in the day they really cared about what you were having. 
Right, but the, but then they it was more like, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are we gonna do with this? <laughs> um, bartender Cam and Miss Choi go back to the hotel, and she apologizes to Manuel and Chan Song for leaving her post. Bartender Kim fills everyone in on the fact that the family line might continue. He's um, giving all the cheese man. Uh, yeah, they uh, like to talk about each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> Your cat ears would always be listening. Uh-huh. Uh, Miss Choi reflects on her past, and we see a flashback of her pounding on the door, asking someone to help her save her baby. The people refuse and tell her that no one can save her baby, and she starts to cry. Bartender Kim tells Manuel that the man was dating the pregnant woman, but their families opposed the relationship, so they broke up, but they still ended up having a child. That is why he is hesitant to go to the afterlife. I mean, it's sad. Mm-hmm. I I still find it weird that in like today's society, yeah. parents can still like. I don't want you with that person. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's like a people with money thing. Mm-hmm. Like our parents don't care. Yeah, I mean, unless you know they were like shithead. Yeah, exactly, but. I mean, the few minutes that we spend with them, they seem fine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chen Song approaches Miss Choi and tells her he was worried about her. She tells him not to worry, but when she looks up, he's in his leopard print suit <laughs> that Manuel gave him. She laughs and tells him to change out of it. He makes a joke and asks if he should wear it when he's escorting guests to the afterlife so they can have one last laugh before they leave. Manuel and bartender Kim comment on how thoughtful Chan Sung is to wear the suit to make Miss Choi laugh and distract her from her problems. Bartender Kim brings up how the CEO told him that Chan Sung couldn't date the granddaughter because he was already in love with someone else. Mr. Kim thinks out loud that person must be really happy and Manuel replies that she is. He's confused for a moment and then realizes that they love each other. What a dummy. You know, Alex thought that part was of hilarious. <laughs> he loves bartender Kim. I can, like, so picture the laugh much. that he did. I can picture Alex's laugh at that moment. Try it. I can't do oh, it. Okay. But in my head, I can hear him doing it. It's like, um, it's the one, like, where his laugh is kind of high. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really sound like no it doesn't that's not how he laughs there's there's a very specific alex laugh yeah like he kind of throws his head back and yeah he eyes a little bit and his his voice is a little bit higher during that laugh yeah. i feel like that's the laugh that, he gave there i'm sure that was i don't recall but yeah whenever i hear him do it later on today I'm okay sure will, I'll, I'll point to you i'll point to him and be like that's the one that's the one okay <laughs> so manuel tells him to stop being a bird brain <laughs> Uh, I love that she calls him that. Did we explain how, like, she calls him a crane because he was a scholar and scholars used to have the that. crane embroidered? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Okay. I just think that she stuck with that. I love that nickname for him. <laughs> um, she tells him to stop being a bird brain and not interfere again. Then they start talking about the petals falling from the tree, and she says that she can't stop it. There's another funny moment when Mr. Kim offers to make Manuel his signature drink, <laughs> Tears, and she says she can't because it tastes really bad. After she says that she can't, she, like, hesitates, and we're like, why not? Mm-hmm. And then it's just because it tastes really bad. <laughs> um, and he wonders how Chen Sung could change such a rude person. <laughs> yeah, she's... Savage. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck. Um, Manuel goes to Chen Song's office to get a picture of him in the suit, but he's already changed out of it. She compliments him for being cool. 
and making Miss Choi feel better. Chen Song asks whether or not Miss Choi's grudge can turn into a curse, and Manuel explains that all actions have consequences. She tells him that everyone must pay a price, and the Yu family has experienced misfortune for inflicting that pain on Miss Choi. Manuel tells Chen Song that time means nothing to a spirit, and grudges can last 50, 500, or even 1,000 years. She says that waiting for so long with an unresolved grudge can also be a curse. Manuel asks Chan Song to be a tiger for her when he, Chung Myung, appears. Chan Song tells her he will do anything for her. So cute. Mm-hmm. Manuel suggests that they go eat Galbitang. Galbitang, thank you. Mm-hmm. Since that is a tiger's favorite food, and she pulls out the animal print jacket for Chan Song to wear, but he rejects it. He tells she tells him if he won't wear it, she'll take all of off all his clothes cannot read <laughs> he tells her she can she can but questions if she can handle it she then gets embarrassed and quiet and she's like frozen standing uh-huh. there. she doesn't know what to say or how to respond yeah she like kind of whatever schlumps in yeah and she, she doesn't know how to respond uh-huh. to this finally someone got her to like shut up for a second yeah. <laughs> um he packs up to see sanchez at home and tells her they can get galbi tong i think so yeah. tomorrow so cute. Lots and of flirting. I know. And then, like, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, don't worry about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so cute. Um, okay. Bartender Kim and Hyungjun look at the tree and notice the firefly. They wonder how it can exist, since basically everything that's alive inside of the hotel dies. <laughs> and uh, Hyungjun says that Chansung mentioned something like that. Hyungjun thinks it must be lonely since it is the only one. We see flashbacks of the firefly being around Manuel throughout time. And Alex was like, it's weird that they're not going in sequential order. <laughs> like with the flashbacks, uh-huh. like you see her like, whatever, even in Chan Song's time. And then you see her like 500 years ago mm-hmm. and then like during the Korean War and then like yeah. back. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. But I mean, it makes its point. Uh, then we hear Pink Mago talking about how he has always been by her side, unable to show himself. She says that now she'll notice him and wonders if she'll hear his side of the story and says, this time she'll weave their story well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chen Song and Manuel go to the pharmacy where the woman who is carrying the Yu family baby works. Manuel seems interested in her and wonders if eliminating the child would resolve the grudge. And I was like, guys, are you really talking about killing a freaking baby? They are. I mean... She is. <laughs> uh, Chan Song helps the pregnant woman despite Manuel saying that she is their enemy. I mean, she didn't do anything wrong. I know. She's just the one carrying the baby of a shitty family. Exactly. That's and we don't even know if the dude is shitty. Like, it's just... Yeah. His ancestors did a real bad Mm -hmm. thing. And it's like now in today's time, Mm -hmm. would they shun a woman's baby and whatever? We'll get to that stuff later. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. People are weird. People are crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Manuel runs into another version of Mago. This is Rich Mago. This is a Mago I would like to meet. If you are listening, find us, please, and shake our hands. Please, please. Um, Manuel and this Mago seem to really like each other, as she calls her Uni. Uni, yeah. 
Manuel introduces Chan Song and tells him to shake her hand since it will make him rich. Rich Mago shakes his hand and tells him to take care of their guests, especially the first one. Hmm. After Rich Mago leaves, Manuel tells Chan Song he'll be rich now. He comments on how she treats this Mago differently, and she makes a joke about how you call a handsome man Opa and a rich woman Uni, and then says she'll call him Uni from now on since he'll be rich. Yeah, and, like, the joke is that Uni is, like, what she would call a woman, mm-hmm. and she's not calling him Opa because I guess he's not handsome, <laughs> even though he clearly is. And even though she's clearly in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she's, like, Uni, 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 and uh-huh. then she, like, turns away. Yeah. Um, the Reaper tells Bartender Kim about the guests that Manuel and the staff don't know about, but he's vague, and Bartender Kim doesn't believe him. They start talking about g Wan's evil ghost and how the victims won't leave until he is taken care of. The Reaper says that evil spirit is jumping from darkness to darkness and is hiding in the shadows. That was really creepy. I know. It's like, oh. Like, seeing him, like, in a store, like, yes, behind yes. shit or whatever. I know. Just his little eyes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then we see Jiwan hiding around Yuna, Mira, and Sanchez. Jiwan turns on the stove in Sanchez and res- Sanchez's restaurant and lures him by the stove. And he almost gets boiling pot of a boiling pot of water to fall on Sanchez. But then Sanchez gets a call from Veronica. What? Yeah, which no one mentions again. But I feel like I thought that the Reaper made mm-hmm. that happen. But it was just weird that it was her phone. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was weird, too, because Manuel says that Veronica already left. Mm-hmm. And the it didn't have to be Veronica calling. Yeah. It could have been anyone. Yeah, it could have been an unknown number. Yeah, he just, like, the phone just needed to ring, so mm-hmm. he would turn around. I thought that was an, a weird thing. Yeah. Maybe there's, like, a deleted scene. That Maybe. I don't know. But also, I thought it was strange that, like, he goes into the kitchen area and there's this big-ass boiling pot of water that's so loud. Yeah. And he didn't do it. Right. And he didn't notice it either. But I know he's, like, grieving really bad and maybe just was oblivious to it. But I was like, oh, my God. Like, that thing is noisy. Because it's right by his head. Yeah. Like, how are you not hearing all that shaking happening? Yeah. And because he's alone. Mm -hmm. Like, all the lights are off. And it should be quiet otherwise. There's not, like, music going on because it would be one thing if like there were customers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was chaotic and yeah then that was just another thing right i mean whatever we love yeah. you sanchez it's funny. yeah we did and and we're glad that the reaper saved him mm-hmm. last minute um the reaper tells manuel that jiwan is avoiding chan song because he is always with manuel he is going after chan song's friends instead So Manuel appears in Sanchez's room and tells him to make sure the house is well lit and gives him incense to keep the evil spirits away. I saw a post recently that said, like, like if you're using sage in your house and the windows are closed, Mm -hmm. the ghosts are just going in circles (laughs) in your house because they can't actually leave. Oh, my God. That was really funny. Like, you're burning sage to, like, protect yourself Uh and, like, cleanse and everything, but all the windows are closed, and I'm just, like, in my head picturing these ghosts, like, woo, where do I go? Like, bumping up against the windows and doors. That's so funny. It's really dumb. Have you ever, like, cleansed your house with sage? I have not, no. I haven't either. A couple of people at work have talked about doing it, Mm -hmm. and, like... No tea, no shade, but it makes me want to do it even less. 
because <laughs> those people have talked about doing it, but uh, whatever. I I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just kind of feel like it would make the house smell bad. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Andrew likes burning incense all the time, but not for spirits or cleansing. He just he likes, just the, likes the way it smells. <laughs> That's all. Uh, yeah, Alex, well, I, like, snuck in a candle. Um, <laughs> yes, Alex hates candles, y'all. Yeah, and he hasn't really mentioned it. I think he likes the way it smells. I mostly bought it because the name of the candle was Full Moon, and mm. I was like, Hotel de Luna! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> also, it smelled really good. By the way, Etsy has some really cute Hotel de Luna stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. There's, like, I think some earrings that have, like, the symbol. <gasps> The little manual symbol. And then I forget what else I saw. Oh, my God. There was another piece of jewelry. I don't remember what it was. But it was cute. Shit. Oh, uh, Alex and I went to the mall, yes, or not yesterday, um, like last week. Mm-hmm. And we saw the Swarovski store. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just laughed because when David was on the podcast, he called them fake diamonds. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they had, like, the pieces that she wore. Oh, really? Yeah. It, they weren't, like, Hotel de Luna or anything. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, she wore that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, what Manuel were we talking is about? Everywhere. That's what oh, yeah. we're trying to say. Yeah, she's an icon. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's telling him to burn the incense to keep the evil spirits away, and he realizes that being burnt wasn't an accident, and he's like, I'll believe anything now. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanchez thanks her, but she apologizes for being too harsh about Veronica's death. Manuel asks Sanchez to be there for Chansung when he goes through a hard time, as Chansung has been there for Sanchez. And he's like, okay, sure. (laughs) Um, Also, I feel like that's kind of a big ask to someone who is still in the grieving Grieving, process. Like, I know you're really sad right now, and I'm really sorry, but... But when someone else is really sad, you're going to have to help them. Yeah, but your best friend is about to be really sad soon, too, so just keep that in mind. God. I know. Um, So, Manuel tells Sanchez to burn the incense in every room of the house, and he brings up Mira, which reminds Manuel of her existence, (laughs) which I think is kind of funny, because if that was, like, the person you hated most in the world, wouldn't you... Like, mm-hmm. constantly be thinking about them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. but I, She has a lot going on, admittedly. But she's like, oh, yeah, she lives here. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe she just forgot that, like, she's part of their crew. Maybe. That's true. Because she doesn't think of her as Mira. She thinks of her as, like, yeah. the evil princess. Yeah. True. That's a good point. Um, blah, blah, blah. So... Sanchez confirms that she also knew G1, and Manuel says that... Oh, no. Sanchez confirms that she also knew G1 and tells Manuel that she has a boyfriend now. He tells Manuel that they're at a movie, and Manuel thinks that the theater is probably dark for the ghost, (laughs) but shrugs thinking it's not her problem. I thought it was so funny because it was, like, I think a callback to when Sanchez was, like, getting ready to show Manuel a picture of Mira before Mm -hmm. they had met. Because he's like, oh, let me show you a picture of her and her boyfriend. And I he's was really like, handsome. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, whatever, I don't care. But I was like, oh my gosh, she's, look at the picture. She's, look at the picture. She's going to figure it out. So I was like thinking in my head, like, oh my God, we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. How was she going to find out? 
But no, she just disappeared. No, she's like, she did the the typical thing to Sanchez and just left him (laughs) in the middle of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Manuel goes back to the hotel and thinks about that things might work themselves out without her actually getting involved. But then she feels guilty as soon as she sees Chan Song and he compliments her for being nice. Like, basically, she's like walking and just like, she's going to get it and Mm -hmm. it's not my fault. And then she sees him and just like turns and looks at a painting. Like, she couldn't be more obvious that, like, she's doing something sneaky. Also, like, she hasn't seen that painting for 500 years or something. (laughs) So she's, like, she's trying not to give anything away. But he's, like, complimenting her for for being nice. And she's basically, like, I might have changed and flowers might be blooming and shit. But, like, you can't change me at my core. Like, I'm still a bad person. Yeah, you don't really know me. And then, at this point, back at the pharmacy... This pregnant woman collapses and starts to bleed, and it's, like, all these bad vibes going her way, like, fucked up her baby. Yeah, I was like, ooh, that's not good. All these ghosts staring at her womb. (laughs) Yeah, well, and they said, like, that her, the Yu family has, like, had Mm -hmm. pregnancy complications ever since, uh, fucking... Miss Choi and everything happened. And I was thinking, like... The whole thing with 42 years ago, so the baby... So the reason why they dug up the daughter's grave was they said, like, mm-hmm. the the grave, the daughter, the dead daughter was, like, giving bad vibes to the family. Mm-hmm. So they had to move her. But the because that woman was having complications with her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And that was the dead guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, that's just them being fucked every time they're trying to have a baby yep basically you family ghost sees he's like outside of the store Mm -hmm. and he rushes back to the hotel and asks for help he asks miss Choi. he tells her what happened and she's like i heard that there's a manager that could help like living people can you please contact them Mm -hmm. and she has like a little smirk and Mm -hmm. it's just like go back to your room and i will let the manager know Mm -hmm. but then she's caught by manuel and manuel tells her that she has no intention of stopping whatever she's doing but offers to take her to the pregnant woman so she can witness the end of the family line for herself manuel says that someone told her this wouldn't resolve the grudge but she is unsure so the woman the women go to the pharmacy and they watch the pregnant woman suffering on the floor she's bleeding and she's just kind of saying my child like really quietly and like it seems like she's dying yeah her and the baby are both Mm -hmm. dying um miss Choi then thinks about her own painful past and she can't even look at her anymore at this point and Mm -hmm. she asks manuel to call the manager so they can get help for her Mm -hmm. then chansung tells miss Choi that he called an ambulance and the mother and baby are doing okay in the hospital miss Choi tells chan song her story how she was married to the eldest son of a prominent family and couldn't have a child until she was much older. When the child ended up being a girl, the family sent Miss Choi away and brought in a younger woman to have a boy. They made Miss Choi give the family her baby and ended up locking it up without her knowing because some bullshit about the baby girl. Yeah, I like, forgot what it was exactly, but just like I think some like stupid shit shaman type was like you you won't be able to have a boy if this there's already a firstborn. Well, no one can, yeah, no one can know that there was a firstborn mm-hmm. from another woman. And also, I think they were continuing, like, they'll give you bad vibes. So we just need to, like, cut, just, like, pretend, like, this whole section yeah. of your life never happened. 
And the dude's just like, hmm. Uh-huh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time she finds out that the baby is, on like, locked up and no mm-hmm. one's caring for it, it's already on the brink of death. Then after the baby died, she, like, lost her mind and she's carrying her dead daughter around in the streets and, like, people are looking at her like she's crazy. Yeah. And then people start gossiping about the family. So Miss Choi's husband took the baby from her and had one of the henchmen straight up stab her in the back. Mm-hmm. And then she's, like, bleeding from her mouth and her dying breath is her vow to see the Yoon family line dry up even in death. Oof. And back in the present day, she cries thinking about how she couldn't commit and see it through. They are not shy about the mouth blood no. on the show or a lot of other K-dramas. Hmm. In uh, freaking The Crowned Clown, so many mouth bleeding scenes because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, people are killing each other a lot in that show mm-hmm. and just like blood from the mouth. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, but... Yeah, I was, I kind of appreciated that the people in the town were like, what did they do to her to mm-hmm. make her like that? Like, Why is she so crazy? Yeah, because they're like, I feel bad for her. Like, what happened? Like, I I appreciate that they weren't like, Ooh. what'd she do? Like, uh-huh. I like that they were calling out the family. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think they even say, like, she was such a nice person. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. But, I mean, that can't be good to be carrying around a dead infant. No. No. Definitely not. No, no, no. So, we cut to the movie theater, and Mira is waiting for Young-Soo. And honestly, they sound like a terrible couple. Mm-hmm. Like Just fighting constantly. Yes. I cannot deal with, like, people who are dating that are always fighting. I'm like, just break up. Like, obviously... Find someone else. Yeah. Obviously, like, things aren't going well mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're always fighting, but, you know, who am I to judge? Anyway, I mean, I judge everything, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm a judgy person. Okay. Um, so, he is on the phone with her and tells her to watch the movie without him, and she gets annoyed and is like, fine, whatever, I'll watch it without you, and turns off her phone and is all, like, huffy. Um, so, when the lights go out, Jiwon appears, and he starts, like, lurking behind her like a creep. Mm-hmm. Manuel tells Chansong that he was right about Miss Choi and tells him that Mira might be in danger. They go to the movie theater, but he can't reach Mira since she has turned off her phone. Manuel says that the ghost isn't powerful enough to kill her, but Chansong knows that Manuel didn't do anything because she wanted to see her hurt. Chansong asks if she had a change of heart after seeing Miss Choi. Manuel admits that she did, and then Mira comes up to them. Manuel looks annoyed, and Mira tells them she ditched the movie because she was embarrassed watching it by herself, and some pervert kept whispering (laughs) hello to her. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Oh my god, did you ever listen to that one? (laughs) Uh, My favorite murder um, mini-app where somebody wrote in saying that, like, at a movie theater, there was someone under the fucking seats. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my god. Uh, Awful. Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. How the fuck do you hide under seats? I don't know. What type of seats are these? I don't know. Because most movie theater seats, unless they... Yeah, they go down. Unless he, like, went under once they were already seated. You know, like, he found, yeah, he, found he found the group of girls and was like, those girls. 
and like went on. Ugh, I don't know. Mm. Fucking gross. Why do people have to be so creepy? I don't know. Just, Just stay home and be creepy. Enjoy your life. You only get one. Live a good life. Don't make people angry. Yeah. Don't. Don't act Don't do so that things. you'd be reincarnated into a chicken. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Perverts. Yeah. Gross. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, pervert in the movie theater. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she bounces. After she tells them about the whole hello thing, Chan Song recognizes it as Ji Yuan's ghost, and they worry about Young Su as he showed up late. In the theater, Young Su walks down the stairs looking for Mira. When he turns around, he sees Ji Yuan's ghost and falls down the stairs in shock. So, this part of the movie or of the show, um, Chan Song and Manuel run to the theater, they see Ji Yuan, and then Manuel tries to attack him, but he disappears. And he mocks them. And, like, all this is happening. Like, she fucking teleports to the other side of the theater. And there's not a lot of people in this theater. Mm-hmm. But there are a few people. Yeah. And no one notices this. No, and no, no one is. No one notices the guy on the floor that fell down the stairs. They yeah. didn't even notice him. Yeah, no. It, it is weird. It was, it was such dumb. a weird scene. Like... The people were just watching this movie while this whole thing was unfolding. <laughs> okay, well, what would you... Because oh, I was kind of, like, thinking with the whole uh, young Stu falling down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, what would I do if I saw someone just roll down the stairs at, like, Alamo Draft House and, like, didn't get up? Put it in order. <laughs> check on them if they were not moving because he was not. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, I don't know. I mean, the other day when Andrew and I were there, some guy, like, stumbled down the stairs. He didn't fall, but, uh-huh. like, we just heard, like, all this commotion on the other uh-huh. side, and we looked, and he was taking, like, big steps and, like, on the verge of falling. And he was Andrew, trying to, like, outrun the fall. Yeah, Andrew's mom looked at us like, what the fuck? And I was like... You know when um, a model is on the runway and she falls and then she gets back up but she keeps falling? That's what that guy was doing. Like, oh, no. When your legs are just fucked uh-huh. at that point and you can't use them correctly, you're like a newborn giraffe. <laughs> That's how he was walking. But he didn't actually fall. But mm. yeah, this guy fell hard. No one did anything. Yeah. Everyone ignored him. And Manuel then, like, and Chan Song, who were there to, like, help, didn't mm-hmm. notice him. Even though he was clearly in the light of the screen. Like, Yeah. And then, like, Ji Wan's ghost is, like, taking over the screen. Yeah, and, no like, one notices that. I'm, like, Again, raising an order card. <laughs> Whose shadow is on the screen? I'm wondering, like, do these, like, moviegoers just think, like, it's part of the movie? I don't know. It's weird. And, yeah, if, like... People were running up and down the aisles. I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Can you stop?" Because I, I mean, I don't know. Car. I don't know anything about like Manuel's ability and if she can become invisible. Not. I don't know. Like, well, she was invisible to G One on the rooftop. Yes. So maybe she was invisible in the movie theater, mm-hmm. and then he might have been also. But then at that point, Chan Song is is visible. Yeah, the Chan- guy on the floor is visible. Right. 
Mira he's, is visible. He's still running around. Chansong is still running around uh-huh. talking to G1. True. Again, raise an order card because this guy's <laughs> talking during my fucking movie. I would have been really pissed. <laughs> Who is this person? Yeah. Weird, weird setting. Yeah. I thought it was going to be very different. I don't know what I expected to happen. When they finally confronted G1 or when? When they were at the movie theater. Oh, Because okay. we first saw Mira there and mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, something crazy is going to happen. Mm-hmm. She's here by herself or whatever. But this was just like kind of comical because there were people there and nobody did it or noticed anything. Yeah, I think it would have been better if like, um, like if Mira like just stayed behind or something. Mm-hmm. Like if like the credits were rolling and like mm-hmm. everyone had already mm-hmm. left, but she was like she was still there alone waiting pouting. for his face. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and like he had missed the entire movie, mm-hmm. so she was like sad and real pissed and real pissed yeah and like so she was the only one in the theater Mm -hmm. and then like as she's leaving like he comes in the opposite door situation so they still like miss each other but then yeah that's how i would have um Mm -hmm. punched up the scene if you will (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Chen Song and Manuel, like, they're in the theater or whatever. Uh, Manuel tries to attack him when she teleports, Mm -hmm. but he disappears. He mocks them, and then they see um, Young Soo slash Yoon Woo's body in front of the screen on the floor. Manuel calls out to him, but Mira gets there first and holds him. And Manuel is shook. Yeah. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, it's like Jill said. She Mm -hmm, found out. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she doesn't seem to know how to take it. No. She's, like, definitely upset. Yeah. Uh, Mira takes Young Su to Sanchez's house and ices his injuries. Young Su tries to leave, but Mira insists that he stays there to recover. Mm-hmm. Manuel stares at her tree and thinks about her conversation with Chansung. He tells her that Mira and Young Su are not the same people from her past, and he was hesitant to tell her since it since the situation is so complicated and he didn't want to hurt her manuel also reflects on mago's advice to just let them pass since they have no idea what they did in their past lives chensong finds manuel trying to grapple with her emotions she feels torn up seeing the person that she hates the most in the world with the person that she cherished the most um chensong asks if manuel was unable to kill that man in the past Manuel says that he did die, but does not specify if she killed him. Mm-hmm. Then we get a flashback, and we see the two engaged, the two meaning Manuel and Chung Myung. Uh, they're engaged in an intense sword fight. Manuel ends up knocking the sword out of Chung Myung's hand and slices his back. And that was intense. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> she did it! She did it! Uh, um, she holds the sword up to his throat. And Manuel says that she survived to fulfill the promise of killing him. Chung Myung starts talking about her sword and about Yanwu and is almost just like having a conversation with mm-hmm. her. Because he's like, hey, like, did Yanwu engrave this? You're like, you're writing really well, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. As if he didn't just like kill everybody and yeah. she is not going to kill him. Um, Manuel cries as she tells Chung Myung that he will have a slow, painful death because so many people died because of him. He asks if there's anything left between them, and he confesses that it's nice to see her again. Manuel looks shocked 
and he tells her that he missed her. Then Chung Myung grabs the sword so that he ends up stabbing himself and pulls her into a hug. Manuel starts crying in shock and he holds her head and says that this is their last encounter. Manuel is full of anguish and screams as she pulls out the sword. Chung Myung. Yeah, because like the sword, like. Yeah, it's like whatever. <laughs> splatters the all blood. All over the place. Yeah. So uh, Chung Myung falls to the ground as he coughs up blood. Again, mm-hmm, a lot of mouth mm-hmm. bleeding. Um, Manuel tells him that she needs to kill, or that she's going to kill all of his people and that he needs to witness it before he dies. With his dying breath, he says, Manuel, I will hold you in my heart and be a moon that doesn't rest to watch over you. Aye. Mm-hmm. His body goes limp and Manuel cries under the full moon. She tells Chansung that after he died, she was filled with so much anger, she became obsessed with revenge and killed many people and basically, like, burnt the palace mm-hmm. down. Um, when she finally made it to the end of the moon, she saw herself stained with blood. She says that was her rock bottom and admits that her sins are heavy and her resentment runs deep. She tells Chansung that she intended to go back to her rock bottom once she met Chung Mian again. <clears throat> and had already accepted that she would disappear as an evil spirit. Chansung tells her that he can't make her painful memories disappear, but he wants to help bring her up from her bottom, and he pulls her into a nice hug. Mm. I find it interesting that Chung... No, Chung. Chansung is, like, very understanding of her situation, Mm -hmm. because if someone I was interested in was like, I mean, we could kill that baby, Mm -hmm. or, like... I've killed a lot of people. And I, yeah, I killed a lot of people, and... Uh, I burned down a village, mm-hmm. a palace. I would be like, ah, oh, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, those are some red flags, mm-hmm. but I mean... And she tried to kill his friend. Yes. And she was very mean to his other friend who was grieving. And she was about to let him become like a freaking ghost whatever, mm-hmm. groom thing earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's a lot of bad things. A lot of baggage, but she's I mean... She's just so dang cute, though. She is very cute, and I guess to be fair, he knew what he was signing up mm-hmm. for. And I mean, technically, he was forced into it, though, in the beginning. Because of her, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But she did... She gave him a way out. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so at that point, then, it was his decision, and he knew... Yeah. What he was giving up. True. Yes. All right. So we cut to a young boy at a bus stop. He asks the bus driver if he knows about the Hotel de Luna since he's going to see his mom. And he holds up a drawing. I know. The Hotel de Luna. And I was like, what? <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it's a very detailed drawing. Uh huh. Uh, Mr. Kim sees Miss Choi by a car. And this is like the, the little like afterlife point where they mm-hmm. leave from. Um, and he runs over asking if she's going to leave without saying goodbye. And he tells her, she tells him that the Reaper asked her to clean it out and that she can't leave until she finds out whether the baby is a boy or a girl. Yuna and Hyun Jung flirt with each other at the front desk and they don't notice the young boy walk in. Who's like the worst what, front we desk. We have people. one job. Mm-hmm. Your one job is to greet people. 
And make sure that people who aren't supposed to be in the hotel... Aren't in the hotel. Yeah, don't get in. Especially a little kid who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, Yeah, a little living boy. (laughs) Also, I'm like, if we know this is a problem for Hyunjun, maybe get, like, a bell. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. A little door thingy, like, Mm -hmm. that jingles when people walk in the door. Yeah. I don't know. That would be a very good idea. I'm not the manager, but... Or hire someone else to do that job and he could do something else that's not such a critical position. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, like, you know what? There's that ghost that's working on his book or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's been there for a while. Yeah, he has no intention of leaving. <laughs> just get his laptop at the front desk and just, you know. Yeah, he'd probably notice because the person would come in and they would distract him immediately mm-hmm. from his writing. Yeah. Uh, Miss Choi and Miss Kim, Mr. Kim see the young boy alone and Miss Choi realizes he's alive. The boy explains that his mother appeared in his dream and he went to come find her. Miss Choi tells Chen Song the situation and asks if he can take the boy home. But when they get to the lobby, the boy is gone. They search the hotel, but Chen Song learns from another guest. And I think it was from the... Was it from the guy writing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Learns from the guy who's writing his novel that um, the boy was headed towards the Afterworld platform. Chen Song runs there and sees the car going through the tunnel. He decides to run through the tunnel towards the river... Um, of death, but Chan Song runs through seemingly endless tunnel and wonders if he is now stuck there. That's like a nightmare. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have gone in. I know, no. like, what are you gonna do at that point? You're mortal, dude. Yeah, and like... You don't know where you're going, you don't know If that happen. boy is gone, he's, he's gone. gone. And it's not your fault. Also, I feel <laughs> like they should have some sort of training manual when a new manager comes just mm-hmm. like don't go into the tunnel you won't yeah, survive all, all the do's and don'ts the rooms that he definitely shouldn't step foot in yeah like we're just going to rely on other employees telling him this crucial information uh-huh. which they don't always do right i mean or sometimes they don't even know themselves right because they're like can he survive i don't know miss <sighs> uh, joy tells manuel about the situation and she angrily makes her way to the lobby. Mr. Kim eventually finds the boy, and he tells them that Chan Song ran into the tunnel. Bartender Kim worries that a living person could never return if they got stuck, and Manuel's like, fuck this, and mm-hmm. runs over to the tunnel. Chan Song is fading in the tunnel, but sees the light of the firefly. As his vision blurs, we see the firefly take the form of a person. Wow. Manuel runs to the tunnel and starts walking towards it, but then she sees Chansong walking out of it. She runs up to him and holds him, but Chansong stands stiffly. Then he lifts his hand to touch Manuel's head, just as Chung Myung did before he died. Manuel recognizes the touch and becomes wary of Chansong. Her eyes are filled with tears, and she asks pretty angrily, mm-hmm. Who are you? Chansong just stands there as the don't slash done for me song plays uh-huh and that's the end of the episode crazy yeah i told alex i feel like that's kind of an invasion of privacy the whole like because i mean obviously jumping ahead to episode 14 mm-hmm. like he totally took Chansung's body for good for a hot second yeah to get him out of the tunnel uh-huh which was much appreciated uh-huh. But then he, like, stayed in there and, like, gave Manuel a hug. Yeah. Which I feel like is an invasion of privacy. Yeah. 
Because it was one thing when the ghost took Shansung's body so she could, like, feel people's hands. Uh-huh. I mean, not ideal, but not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, very intimate, I feel. Yes. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, she was upset by it. Very, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. he's been a firefly for like a thousand <laughs> years. <laughs> Must have been nice to be human for a second. Have some human touch. Uh-huh. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I would be totally freaked out, too, if I was Manuel. And I think the guy that plays uh, Chan Song, mm-hmm. uh, Gu, I think he did a great job acting like yeah, someone like was possessing person. him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. Claps for him. All right. 14. Yes. So 14 starts with Young finding his men burning the possessions of Manuel's gang. He tells them to stop burning them and gather them up so their loved ones can have a service for them. He saves Yanwu's loot and places the now bloodstained pin he bought for Manuel in the box. We cut to the fireflies following Mago. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> we cut to the fireflies following Mago after Manuel became the owner of the Inn of the Moon and how one firefly turned back. We then see the firefly by Chan Song in the tunnel and Chan Song walking out. Manuel and Chan Song hold each other when he comes out of the tunnel. Manuel questions his identity. Then Miss Choi and Mr. Kim run up to them, and as Mr. Kim hits Chan Song, he seems to come too. Chen Song apologizes for worrying everyone, but Manuel runs off. Mr. Kim thinks she's probably just embarrassed. The camera pans to the firefly who seems weaker. Yeah, he's just like hanging out on a little leaf. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's funny that Mr. Kim is always just like, she's in a bad mood. She's, she's embarrassed. Yeah, she's mad right now. <laughs> he's like the most sensitive to her, uh, whatever. Outbursts. Yeah, her mood swings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manuel rushes into her room and starts drinking champagne <laughs> from the bottle. She thinks about how Chan Sung held her after he came out of the tunnel and how Chung Myung held her as he died. Manuel tries to tell herself that there is no way Chan Sung is Chung Myung. Mago stands by the tunnel and thinks how Manuel will be swayed by a firefly. She notices the firefly is weak and the journey from the journey and carries it in her hand. Bartender Kim gives Chan Sung a drink, and Miss Choi says that she's relieved that he came back safely with his memory intact. They ask if Chan Sung experienced anything weird in the tunnel, and he tells them about a twinkling light and then waking up outside of the tunnel. And Mr. Kim was like, you can't remember? Like, <laughs> drink more. <laughs> Tell us. Um, Manuel approaches Chan Song, but she still seems suspicious of him. He explains what happened, and she places her hand over his heart. She assures herself that he's just Gu Chan Song. Is he, though? She doesn't I, know. I mean, what did you think at this point? I mean, well, I guess we knew that, like, the firefly was yeah. Chan Myung, but... I was like, girl. I was worried that he was just going to live in his body. Oh, yeah. Like, what happened with um, Yuna. Yeah. Um, and there was going to be, like, a fight for yeah, <laughs> like Chansung's body. Yeah, what's happening. But it seems like she took the firefly and he was the firefly. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Um, she asks about his dreams of her past and he tells her about a dream that he had, but she wasn't in it. 
He tells her he saw Cheng Myung waiting by a lake holding a moon-shaped pin, but Manuel says she never received that as a gift. Chen Song wonders what that could be if it wasn't from her memory. They briefly talk about it being a memory from his past life, but they agree that isn't the case. Chen Song brings up how Young Su and Mira are, are not together and wonders if she is nervous because of that. She says she won't end up like them because for them it was their past lives, but for her it's still it is still her current life. That sucks. I know. Yuna and Hyunju take the boy to the hospital where his dad picks him up. The boy's safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, he had a fever. <laughs> we brought him here. Uh-huh. Uh, Hyunjun tries to tell Yuna about his plan to leave when his sister passes, but she continues to cut him off and is like, hey, we're out of the hotel, like, let's have fun. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, they fucked up and let the mm-hmm. little boy in, but whatever. Uh, she goes to the restroom and sees Hyunjun's sister, uh, her name is Hyunmi, who is now blind, listening to music. Or he goes to the restroom, right? No, she goes to the restroom because she sees her as she's walking out of the restroom. Oh, okay. Uh, bop, bop, bop. So yeah, restroom. <laughs> uh, she starts talking to her and asks if she remembers her brother's name. Yuna is happy to learn that she still remembers Hyunjun. The man that Hyunmi calls Oraboni finds her and asks what is going on. Yuna asks about his identity and he explains that he's Hyunmi's older brother, but Yuna says that Hyunjun died a long time ago. The man is startled by her response and drops his phone, but then Hyunjun angrily pulls her away. When the man stands up, he sees that Yuna is gone and realizes that someone knows that Hyunjun is dead. And I was like, and the way he says it is like so like it's weird, menacing almost. Yeah, yeah I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like not to get too technical, but this is already episode fourteen. We only have episode 15 and 16. To figure this shit out. Yeah. So we need to get Hyung Jung's full story and Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim's. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember fully what your theory was on that older man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I had one. Yours was that... And I said it after we recorded, but uh-huh. mine was that that man was her son. Uh-huh. Because he didn't look as old. He looked older now for some reason. Yeah. But, like, the first time we saw him, for some reason, he didn't look as old. And she looked, like, really old. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, maybe that's her son and she named him after her brother. Right. Who she missed a lot. And then I don't remember what yours was that you said on the pod. Oh, my theory was that... I guess this might be the opposite of what happened. My theory was that Hyungjun... Oh, that's right. ...was not actually the person that he said he was. Mm-hmm. That... That he was maybe, like... He was, like, one of the workers. workers of the family. Yeah, and... But he, like, went to the hotel and was like, yeah, I was rich or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. like, just, like, let people believe that. Mm-hmm. Or specifically let you not believe that. Um... But it now kind of seems like the opposite may have happened. Yeah. <laughs> that someone took his name. He didn't take someone else's name. But I'm so curious because it's like, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, how could someone pull that off? Yeah. Because based on the flashbacks, like, it's not like she was an infant when he left. Like, yeah. she, she was a young girl. Yeah. She knew what her brother looked like. Right. It could be one of those things, though. So... There's this really sad part in Goblin <laughs> where... Spoilers. Spoilers for Goblin. So 
uh, Hyung Jung died during the Korean War, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, my bet is that maybe he was in North Korea when he died, mm-hmm. and his family was in South Korea, so maybe they just thought that, like, he was stuck in North Korea, but maybe he was, he, like, the person who is claiming to be Hyung Jun came into their lives and was, like, already old, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I made it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to the whole goblin thing. It's because there's this one really sad part where um, an older woman comes and, like, she's greeted by an older man who basically the old man died during the Korean War also. And he had just kind of been, like, hanging out waiting for her mm-hmm. to for her to die also so they could, like, go to the afterlife together. And he, she was like you promised you'd come back and like it's really sad and she's like where are you and he's like i'm on some hill somewhere it's beautiful but mm-hmm. remember hyung jun says like i'm on some hill yeah so that like triggered that thought for me interesting yeah i'm on i was buried on a mountain mm-hmm. yeah and it, but it, in goblin it's really sweet because like they they're reunited and i mean it's sad but also like oh so i was thinking like maybe something like that happened uh-huh um, Yuna and Hyungjun start fighting as she wonders if that man had something to do with his death. He tells her to leave it alone and snaps that she is living a good life after taking somebody's body. Chen Song and Sanchez talk about how Mira and Young Soo are hanging out at the house and are hosting an impromptu picnic in his yard. He tells Chen Song that he's fine and that the people are making him feel less lonely, which is good. Miss mm-hmm. Choi confronts Chen Song about Manuel's relationship with Mira. She wonders if Chen Song is bringing people from Manuel's past, and he confirms it. She wonders if Chen Song had a relationship with her in a past life, but he doesn't think so. And she wonders why Mago chose him if he wasn't from her past. Miss Choi pities Manuel for having to confront a painful past. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for her. Yeah. In that respect. Yeah. But she has a great wardrobe. Yeah. And hair. And a lot of great things. Uh-huh. Uh, Manuel goes to visit the tree and sees regular Mago there. Manuel tries to leave, but Mago brings him up. She asks Manuel if she intends to just let him pass by and tells her that she can't ignore it because he's been by her side all along. She gives Manuel the pin that Chung Myung was going to give her, and Manuel starts to cry. She asks Mago if the man is Chen Song, and Mago doesn't really answer and <laughs> asks that if he is Chen Song, if she would be able to accept him. She pushes Manuel and asks why she doesn't seem happy, even though the man she has been hating for over a thousand years has finally appeared. Mago tells her to try to let go of her hatred, but Manuel accuses Mago of sending the man she hates in the form of a man she now loves. Mago asks Manuel if she will see him as Chung Myung and disappear, or as Chan Song and be saved. And I was, like, really annoyed with Mago. With all of her, like... Talking in riddles. Yes. Yeah. Which is what these fucking women... Well, that one does, at least. They don't mm-hmm. all do that. Yeah, the one with the glasses is, like, very straightforward. Yeah, she's just like, mm, no. Yeah. But I was like... Or, no, Alex... Uh, said um if something happens it's her fault (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) because she twisted manuel's mind Uh into thinking that way Mm -hmm. 
like he asked you straight up and all you had to say was like no it's not it's not chan song but you need to deal with your hatred yeah because you get if, over it. yeah because if you don't like chan song will be in danger or something mm-hmm. like that yeah <sighs> whatever <laughs> manuel wanders the halls of the hotel looking despondent and sees chan song she thinks about her past with both chen myung and chan song and snaps she turns the pin into a dagger runs towards chan song and he stares at her and then she stabs him in the heart and before he falls he tells her he holds her shoulder and says i told you to trust me at that point i was like what did you think she really did it kind of kind of too yeah in my head i was thinking like we're in episode 14 he can't die if he's going to die it can't happen right now but then another part of me is like, we're, at, we're on episode 14. <laughs> like, yeah. We're already almost there. Like I w- Yeah, I was also thinking, like, maybe if she stabbed him, like, maybe he didn't die. Mm-hmm. Like, he, she still could have stabbed him, but it'd be, like, a shallow-ish yeah, stabbing. I just, oh, man. I just thought it was fucked up. Like, yeah. even for her, like, okay, we find out, no, she didn't actually stab him. She imagined it. Mm-hmm. But, like... To imagine yourself running up to this person that you love and who has helped you and who you've trusted and who you've protected mm-hmm. and just, like, murder them on the spot mm-hmm. without a word, like, that's really fucked up. Yeah. It it was really interesting because, um, so that actor, Yo Jin Gu, was in The Crown Clown, and there was, like, a very similar scene. Huh. Not similar. Okay. But it's only similar because he gets stabbed in the chest in mm-hmm. that one, too, but he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Um Basically, someone leads him out somewhere, and they were like, spoilers for The Crown Clown. (laughs) The premise of The Crown Clown is that, you know, like, there's a guy, a clown, who looks exactly (laughs) like the king, and he's basically, like, filling in for the king while the king has, like, a nervous breakdown and is addicted to drugs. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds like a great show. It is very good. Very intense. Um, And Yo Jin-gu is, like, phenomenal in that show. Mm -hmm. He's... So good. But anyway, so someone leads him out, and he's like, whatever. I forget his his clown name, but he was like, this person is now dead. And he stabs him in the chest. And you're like, what? And then, like, it turns out, and that's how the episode ends, of course. Uh-huh. And then the next, the next episode starts up, and he was like, basically, like, the clown's name is now dead. And, like long live the king essentially mm-hmm. and he had to stab him in the, in the chest because the king had a scar because the, mm-hmm. that king was stabbed in the chest mm-hmm. a few years prior so he had to make sure like yeah the marks on his body lined up and stuff interesting and i was like what but yeah i was like is he he he's not gonna die right because again it was <laughs> it was like episode uh 10 or something uh-huh. it was like what's going on here Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manuel looks horrified. She drops the dagger. Um, it was all imaginary. Miss Choi approaches Manuel looking concerned, and Manuel admits that she killed Chan Sung in her mind. Miss <laughs> Choi looks at her like the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and she says that Chan Sung can't be Chung Myung, and that Chan Sung has said that he's not that person. Manuel agrees that might be the case, but she can't face Chan Sung if there is even a chance that he is Chen Myung. Manuel says she has to think of how she will empty herself as Mago instructed. Chen Song brings treats to Manuel's office so sweet. I know. From her favorite place and sees her holding the pin from his dream. 
Manuel tells him it, it is the same one and that the blood is probably Chen Myung's. He offers to take it for her since it's so disturbing, but she keeps saying she will get rid of it since a moon covered in blood should be destroyed. Okay. Yeah, she's kind of like lost it at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. And I think Chan Song is kind of like, ooh. Yeah, like, I'll get rid of that for you. Yeah. I'll I, take care of that. I like how treats. <laughs> I like how the subtitles, I mean, I don't know what he actually said, but he was like, why would Ma Go give you something yeah. so scary? <laughs> the Grim Reaper calls for Chansong and asks if he will be bait <laughs> so he can catch Jiwon. I love the Reaper. Uh-huh. He has, like, slowly become one of my favorite characters from the yeah. show. And they've been showing him a lot more lately, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hear you're good at being bait. <laughs> Someone told me. And Chansong is like, mm. Probably Mr. Kim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Reaper and Chanslong have a nice moment where, yeah, they're talking about Scholar Kim and how he's like, of all the managers, you're my number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Chanslong asks the Reaper who the inn's first guest was because the Reaper mm-hmm. has been there since the beginning. Uh, the Reaper tells him that he hasn't guided the first guest to the afterlife yet. And again, we're like... Everyone's freaking talking in codes mm-hmm. and very cryptic. It's, and it's like, does she know about the first guest? Manuel? Yeah. I don't think she does. Because Mago talks to the Reaper and was like, she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. But like, everybody talks about the quote-unquote first guest. But she's never heard of such first guests or, you know. Like, yeah, well, it kind of seems like only... Uh, Mago and the Reaper know about it, but mm-hmm. then the Reaper is being all chismoso and mm-hmm. tells like everyone at the bar, like, "Hey, there's this first yeah. guest," but then they're like, "Fuck what? off." <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird. I also find it interesting that Metal never noticed it over a thousand years that this there was firefly. always a firefly yeah. near her, but whatever. I mean, I guess they are kind of like small. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's like, scenes of her, like, legit looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like, staring off into space, and it's, like, right in front of her, and she's just, like, looking at it like nothing. Yeah. Maybe she just didn't want to really question it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Strange. A bunch of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Manuel is definitely the type of person to, like, not get involved in something if she doesn't want to be yeah. involved, so that's true. So, then we see the firefly with glasses Mago. So, she just has him in a little jar mm-hmm. while she's doing her herbalist thing. We cut to Manuel sitting at the bar talking to an image of herself from a thousand years ago. She laments how past Manuel would have been happy to receive such a gift from Chang Myung and how she can't carry out her original plan since she has fallen in love. Both Manuel start to cry as present Manuel tells past Manuel that she is going to put her old self in the ornament and throw it away, and they will cease to exist together. Past Manuel then morphs into a vengeful spirit. Manuel summons Jiwon and gives him the ornament. She tells him that if he consumes it, he can become a true vengeful spirit. What a terrible thing to do. I know. She has a very bad impulse control. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. I know. 
Like, you know how dangerous this guy is and, like, how fucking nuts he is. Yeah, like, he was a terrible person while he was alive. Can you imagine how terrible he would be as a spirit with nothing stopping him? Yeah, and, like, you know, the girl who was the vengeful spirit earlier in the show, like, at least she had a reason. Yeah. Like, she was getting full-on revenge. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I know Ji-Wan perceives what he's doing to be revenge, but, like... No. He was just, like, a fucking psycho. Yeah. This girl was, like, tortured mm-hmm. and driven into madness. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, yeah. It's... Man, well, that was a very upsetting... And, again, spoilers. Chan Sung just freaking forgives her. Mm-hmm. Wow. What like, a guy. <laughs> what a beautiful, sweet human. Yeah. I mean... He doesn't... He's, he's so understanding of her. He's too good for this world. She doesn't deserve him. Yeah. Um, the Reaper and Chan Sung find Jiwon's spirit... And find Manuel. And at first, Chan Song is like, oh, you came too. And then she tells them that she let Jiwon go after giving him a gift and that Chan Song is in danger now. And in the background, the Reaper's like, the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> you fucking told me to come and get him. Like, uh-huh. Why would you do this? I mean, the good thing about Manuel is that she's very upfront. Yes. Like, she doesn't really lie. Yeah, at least she told them, she warned them what mm-hmm. was happening. Um, she admits that Mago said that Chansong is him and that she needs to kill him, but she can't because she likes him too much. She continues by saying she won't protect him anymore because she won't make a joke of the 1,000 years she spent waiting to kill him. The Reaper warns Manuel that if Jiwan becomes an evil spirit, he will grow stronger and hurt people and she will cease to exist. And basically Manuel is like, all right. She was like, yeah, that's the that's, point. That's cool. Fine. <laughs> Manuel tells Chen Song not to be too scared since the Magos adore him and they would step in before he gets hurt. Chen Song goes back to the hotel and finds it dark. The staff tells him the power is out and Manuel has barricaded herself in the garden with her tree. The staff is confused, but then they see the dark Mago walk in and she looks pissed. Mm-hmm. And Miss Choi is like, what did she do? Yeah. And everyone's like, what the fuck? I know, she's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, like, I think there's a point where um, Hyunjung is just like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> he's so terrified of this He woman. has great faces. <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. So, Chan Song finds Glasses Mago <laughs> at their shop. I like how you differentiate her. <laughs> Glasses Mago. What would you call her? I don't know. She looks the most, like, normal. Well, I call, I call the original Mago regular Mago. Oh, okay. <laughs> just call her glasses. Yeah. Herbalist Mago. Herbal Mago. Okay. Um straightforward Mago. Yeah. Uh Whatever. short hair Mago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so he asks if he is really Chung Myung. And thankfully, she tells him that Chung Meng is the firefly next to her. She's like, no, and I don't think my sister would have said that. Because he's like, Manuel said that mm-hmm. whatever Mago said that I was Chung Young. And she's like, I don't think my sister would have said that. And technically, she didn't. But she worded things in a confusing so way. So confusing, yeah. To where someone who's already, like, losing her shit would perceive it as such. Right. And, like, she should know how Manuel takes things. Right. And how, like, she can overreact and get upset very easily. I don't know. Bad choice. Yeah, again, we all know Ma- Manuel does not have good impulse control. Mm-hmm. And she, like, is quick to jump to conclusions mm-hmm. and things like that. She, yeah, she tells him that Chang Myung is the firefly. 
She tells Chen Song that he's met him before, and Chen Song recalls seeing the firefly when the hotel was empty. Mago tells Chan Sung that he is the first guest. Mm. Chan Sung wants to take uh, Chang Myung to Manwal, but Mago tells Chan Sung that he needs to protect Ma- Manwal first. She instructs him to take the ornament back from the evil spirit. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, I think she even makes a comment like, if he like starts fucking around, like everything is set in stone, it's done. Like mm-hmm. that is the first priority. So we see Jiwon approach the man who was accused of killing his wife. Uh, after Jiwon whispers, hello, mm-hmm. the man picks up a gas can and attempts to burn down the warehouse. Uh, Chan Sung finds him and punches him. The man regains consciousness and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> and Chan Sung starts confronting Jiwon. That poor man. I bet Chan Sung appeared like a ghost or spirit or something to this man. She's like, who are you? What the fuck? (laughs) You just saved me from making a huge fucking mistake. Um, Chansong tells Jiwon to give him the pin, but Jiwon starts throwing him into walls. Chansong bluffs his way into making Jiwon give him the pin back after he suggests that Manwal gave him the pin to make him perish. Chansong picks up the pin after he throws it. But then Jiwon starts strangling Chansong in anger once he realizes he was lying. Chansong starts smiling at something behind Jiwon, and he's like, I wasn't lying, like, Mm -hmm. you're done tonight. And then Jiwon sees three dark figures approaching, Mm -hmm. and at first it looks like the Mm Magos, but then we see that it's bartender Kim, Miss Choi, and Hyung Jung. Hyung Jung and they're walking in like badasses and at that point I was like look at them being heroes uh-huh. like saving the day and they look all cool and they're matching outfits it's so cute did you think of trench coat the trench coat crew from romance is a bonus oh book? my god no but that's really funny <laughs> I thought of that I was like here they go that's funny that and then again there's like a scene that a lot of people copy from Goblin mm-hmm. like um in search www when like the women are like walking with baseball bats uh-huh. yeah like that scene was i guess a nod to mm-hmm. goblin mm-hmm. just like walking backlit in mist yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> um they start talking smack to each other and then miss Choi tells chansong to go back to the hotel and they start approaching jiwan as he runs away the reaper catches him and I started laughing at that point because he's like i caught you whatever uh-huh. and then mr kim is like you merely put your fingers on something that was already caught. Uh-huh. <laughs> we caught him. Their and, feud is so funny. And then at that point, I was like laughing and Andrew was like, I looked down for one minute to bite my pizza and I missed everything. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that happens every other line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's why you need to just like eat ramen and hold it up to like eye level. So he you can't do that because he cuts his noodles. <laughs> I hate that. He... I hear him in the kitchen, and he's got his bag of ramen. Just crunching just it like, up. And I'm like, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to slurp it uh-huh. up. And he's like, it makes a mess. Like It does it's, make a mess. It's supposed to, though. You're supposed to get, like, ramen juices flying everywhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> ramen juices flying everywhere. <laughs> Dark Mago confronts Manuel under the tree. And chastises her for trying to turn Jiwon into a vengeful spirit. Which, fair. Mm-hmm. She should not have done that. Mm-hmm. Dark Mother is just ready. She's been ready to get Yeah, her. she's like, I got Finally. you. Yeah. 
Um, Manuel is calm and in a resigned tone tells Mago to just extinguish her. Mago stares at her as Manuel cries, but then Chen Song runs in. He gives Mago the pin and tells her to leave. I like how he's like, you can leave now. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. We're uh-huh. fine. Um, I was really intrigued by Mago's look when Manuel is like, just extinguish me. Mm-hmm. Because she looked like conflicted almost. Like, mm-hmm. I will do it. But it almost kind of seems to me like she didn't want to extinguish her because mm-hmm. like she was asking for it. Yeah. like But she, she seems- wanted to. <laughs> She seems like the type that would, like, gladly get someone. But uh-huh. then when they're like, just do it. And they're just like, I don't fucking care. Like, she wants them to feel pain and, yeah. like, be punished. Uh-huh. And, and, like, beg for forgiveness or beg to not uh-huh. do it or whatever. So, yeah. So, I thought her face was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, boop, boop, boop. So, Ma- Manuel begs Mago to kill her still. And she's like, just let's do this thing. Chen Sung then becomes angry and tells her to go ahead and kill him. He says that if she is going to torture herself, he will become that man for her. He gives her the pin and it becomes a dagger in her hand again. Chen Sung promises to stay by her side and they stare into each other's eyes and she drops the dagger. And Dark Mago is just like, what? Mm-hmm. Just watch <laughs> Chansung tells her that the man she is waiting for is here, and she should listen to what really happened so she can finally let go of her resentment. Uh, Miss Choi guides Ji Wan to room 666. He walks inside and sees the ghosts of the people he killed. They confront him, and we hear him screaming from the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of when Scar is like confronted with all the hyenas uh-huh. at the end because they kind of just like start yeah. approaching him uh-huh. yeah you're really on a disney kick <sighs> yeah <laughs> um we cut two men while writing invitations and inviting people to the hotel chansong is there and holds her hand for support yuna delivers the letter to young su and tells him to bring mira who also received an invite they make it to the hotel and miss Choi leads them to the bar where bartender kim tells them they have been granted permission to get a taste of one of their past lives. Cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, I think they, like, frame it in such a way where they're like, oh, like, he means we're gonna get really drunk. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be an amazing drink. Yeah. And Mira is like, last time I passed out, this time I'm gonna save for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I went crazy. I'm not gonna do that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> He gives them both a drink that contains a petal from the tree, and as they drink, we see their memories from a thousand years ago. And Manuel can also see these memories. She's, I think, where the tree is, just mm-hmm. kind of standing. So we see the princess approaching Cheng Myung at the lake when he's holding that pin, mm-hmm. and she's telling him how she sent men to capture Manuel's gang so that Cheng Myung would not be suspected as a rebel. He tries to protest, but she reminds him that if he runs away, her father will consider him a traitor and kill everyone anyway. And basically, like, someone snitched or something to the dad saying that they saw something or something happened. Yeah, basically, he got some intel that Chung Myung was hanging out with 
Manuel's crew, little crew, mm-hmm. and he was like, "They're rebels," even though they weren't. They were mm-hmm. just like, "They're just a, little thieves, a little, little punk yeah, thieves. merry band of thieves." Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he and Chang Myung like tries to tell the princess that like they're not doing anything, and she's like, "Yeah, but it doesn't matter what they're actually doing. It matters like how what, is how it's being perceived, perceived exactly." Yeah. So then we see um, Young Su's memory as he loses a fight to Chang Myung. He explains to Yan Wu that he has to kill him and that the bandit and the bandits so that it looks like they are squashing a rebellion. That is the only way he can save Manuel and the rest of their people. Chum Yang tells Yan Wu how he wanted to leave and join them, but he got caught. Chum Yang promises to pay with his own life once everything was settled out settled, but Yan Wu makes him promise to just leave as a traitor and save Manuel. Intense. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the petals fall from the tree as Manuel realizes that Chang Myung acted the way he did because of the promise he made to Yanwu. Uh, Mago approaches Manuel and tells her that Chang Myung is her first guest and that she has not been suffering all this time alone. Manuel finally notices the firefly. Really notices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she remembers Chang Myung visiting her in the dungeon. She vows to kill him, and he tells her that he that she must stay alive. That she must stay alive in order to kill him. We see him walk away in pain, leaving Manuel furious, but with the will to stay alive. And he just looks like so heartbroken, mm-hmm. hearing her like little grunts of like anger mm-hmm. and like probably pain. Yeah, <sighs> so sad. So then we cut to Chung Myung and the princess's wedding night. Uh, Chang Myung knew that Manuel was there waiting f- to kill him. He thinks- Which is why he doesn't look surprised. Yeah. Said, like, I expected him to, like, be shook. Uh-huh. He was not. I wonder how he knew it was her, though. Yeah. Maybe he just, like, sensed it because mm-hmm. they had that connection. Mm-hmm. I don't or know. Or figured, like, if there's ever a time for her to come. It would be now. It's going to be now. Yeah. Um, so Chang Myung knew that Manuel was waiting there to kill him. He thinks to himself... I've been waiting for you. I hope you won't hesitate as you swing your sword at me. If so, I won't hesitate to throw myself at your sword. Mago tells Manuel that if she says Chang Myung's name, he'll show himself. And for the first time in a thousand years, she says his name. I think it's really interesting that she never said his name. Mm-hmm. Like, she just must have felt that strongly. Yeah. It's like a Voldemort situation. Like utter <laughs> uh-huh. words. Just him. Mm-hmm. Um, Chang Myung stands in front of her, and Manuel tells him she'll listen to what he has to say, but says he won't make any excuses. But he says he won't make any excuses. She says she knows that he promised to watch over her, but now that her resentment is gone, she thinks it might be time for him to move on to. He asks if this is the end for them, and she nods. They both cry. As her tears fall on the pin, it vanishes like a vengeful spirit into, like, little ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, Chen Myung turns back into a firefly. Firefly. Flyerfly. <laughs> <laughs> he turns back into a firefly, and Mago catches him as it falls, explaining that he is too weak to go to the afterlife by himself. She tells Manuel to send Chen Myung off as her final punishment in this world. Manuel finds Chen Song in her office. She sits next to him, looking exhausted. 
He holds her hand as she rests her head on his shoulder. And then we get a throwback to when the bride rested on him when she got jealous. Yeah, I just was thinking, like, it was, like, a little callback to, like, that's exactly how the, like, dead bride girl. Oh, the dead bride. Okay, I thought you were talking about Mira's past life. No, did, sorry. Did that happen? No, gotcha. like, yeah. yeah, when the ghost bride sense, was, like, yeah. cuddling up to Chansong. Yeah. And now um, she's finally doing it. Yeah. I mean, she could have been doing it this whole time. If yeah. She was damn angry. <laughs> but whatever. Um, Young Sue and Mira wake up in a taxi. Mira thinks it's funny that she ended up blacking out again. Girl, you got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but Young Sue wakes up crying, and it's really sad. Yeah. Um, and she's like, why are you crying? And he's unsure why, but he feels overwhelmed, and he even says, like, that he feels really strange. Uh-huh. And it seems like his past life as Yan Wu, like was coming out and mm-hmm. he like really really felt it yeah whereas Mira like fucking nothing because she was a shithead then and she's a shithead now <laughs> like nothing changed like yeah. she didn't feel anything whereas he like seemed to feel very deeply yeah it, well I feel like his past was more painful than Mira's mm-hmm. like you said like she was like a privileged shithead so like mm-hmm. all she did was like rat people out and like we don't cause s- people's deaths yeah Whereas he, like, was heartbroken because Manuel left him. Mm-hmm. And then he was heartbroken because he died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah. We oh. had that conversation with... Chung Myung. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yuna goes back to the hotel and goes to the cubby where she hid Hyun Jung's present. She remembers their first encounter and Hyun Jung surprises her. He found the watch and explains how the watch is... So is so old that it's been running since he was alive. She tells him that even when she starts to look older than him, he should remember that he's way older than her. He is finally able to tell her that he plans on leaving with his sister. He tells her that time no longer runs for him and that he died too early. And she looks very upset. Yeah. I mean, what can you really say to that? Yeah. Like, it's true. He's dead. And and she chose to be alive. Mm-hmm. Ish. Yeah. So, Chan sees Manuel and Firefly Chung Myung off to the afterlife, and Manuel tells Chan that she will be back. Manuel starts to walk towards the car, but Chan stops her and asks if she's coming back again. Like, he's worried. Mm-hmm. And she tells him to wait for her, and he lets go. I'm sure he's worried on, like, multiple levels, yeah. because one, it's, like, uncharted territory, like, her being able to come back from mm-hmm. the bridge or whatever. But then also, if it were me, I'd be like, this is the guy that she, like, freaking loved. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now she understands what actually happened. Yeah, now she understands that he also, like, loved her so much that he was willing to, like, go through all that stuff for her. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would feel really insecure. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, and just a little dead. bit. Yeah. And so she, yep, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so he's like, please tell me you're coming back, pretty much. She looks him in the eyes and tells him to wait for her, and he lets go. We flash forward to one month later, and Chansong is still working at the hotel, even though Manuel has not returned. The staff assumes that Manuel is gone, and no longer the owner, as all of the petals and leaves have fallen off the tree. Chansong continues to visit the tunnel, trusting that she will return, but he starts to get anxious. Miss Choi, Mr. Kim, and Hyung Jun confront the Reaper and tell him to bring Manuel back since they refuse to work for another owner. <laughs> and he's like, 
why are you telling me? Like, I have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells them that it, it is up to Manuel now, and she might not remember her life if she's been on the bridge for so long. And they're like, no, like, she has to remember Tran Song. Like, mm-hmm. she will. And the Reaper's like, oh, I don't know about that. Wow, <laughs> I just take him there. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> Um, then we see Chiang Yang walking on the bridge with Manuel, but she stops. He holds out his hand to her, and Manuel looks at him and smiles. The Reaper meets Mago at the tree and asks if there will be a new owner. She tells him the moon tree owns the hotel, but Reaper points out that it is dead and all of the flowers have disappeared. We then cut to Chen Song, who sees a poster of Kim Joon Hyun while waiting at the bus stop. He remembers all of the times he ate with Manuel and how they fell in love. Falling in love of a food, that's the best thing. Mm -hmm. He starts to sob, oh my god, as he realizes that she might not be coming back, and his crying is so sad. I know. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but I was like, oh man, like, some... Alex teared up a little bit. Yeah, like, he, like, I was crying, um, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And I was doing that thing where I was trying not to not cry to seen. so i was like oh Whoa. my god because <laughs> uh, yeah i would have just been like sobbing um see i cry like over like things that you made i don't know like i started to cry at the end of veep when i didn't realize it was the last episode <laughs> and like everything was just like being tied up with uh-huh. a ribbon and it was like final and i was starting to realize i was like this is it. This is it. I haven't finished. It's Veep. so good. Okay. Oh my god. The last you. episode, you will definitely cry. Okay, I'm sure. <laughs> but I like. I had no warning. I uh-huh. couldn't like tell myself like this is the last one. Be ready. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of happened. And at the end, I was just like tearing up. And I was telling Andrew like, I just don't want it to end. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I wonder if you'll cry at the last episode of Hotel de Luna. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah, uh, he was like, Alex was basically saying, I just, I feel like I understand him. <laughs> because he was like, that's how I would be if you left and never came back. <laughs> just tell him to wait for you. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to CVS real quick and you just never come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, again, he's such a good actor. That yeah, like that was very good I scene. felt like it was very like that's Genuine. how a person would cry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it just like hit them because he had been trying to keep it together mm-hmm. and believe her but and working at the hotel and making sure everything was together uh huh <sighs> my heart <laughs> um yeah then we cut back to Mago and the Reaper and she tells him that there are still some flowers left and Mago we cut to a scene where Mago placed flowers on Chan Song's chest when he was asleep. And that now these flowers live in his heart, and they, like, vanished into him. Mm-hmm. And then um, we cut back to him crying, and he's, like, grasping at his heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, and then back on the bridge, we see Manuel look at Chen Myung holding his hand out to her, but she turns around and starts to walk away. Yeah. I, and I started crying even more, because I told Alex that can't be the end for them. And he was like, what do you mean? And I told him, they need to have more closure mm-hmm. than just, uh, sucks, sorry, that happened to you. Because they didn't even, like, they weren't even talking on the bridge. 
At right. least in the scene that we saw, yeah. they were just walking silently. Yeah, I told him that in episode 15, they need to do the thing where, like, five minutes before, mm-hmm. they have a conversation that is yeah. more than just, so this is the end for us? Yes. I, I won't make any more excuses. Yeah. Okay, like... I feel like they didn't have a lot of closure, and I feel like they need it, especially because he was there for her for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's he's, a- he's seen a lot. Yeah, he's he's been there for her longer than Chansung, technically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like there should be more than just, okay, you're at the bridge. Bye. Bye. Especially because he's holding his hand out to her. Like, he wants her to go with him. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But then Chan Chan Song is heartbroken, just crying at a freaking bus stop. Yeah. Obviously, I'm Team Chan Song, but but then also, should we just cut to predictions? Sure. Okay, go for it. I feel that maybe Manuel will get to live out the rest of her life with Chan Song because Mago placed the flowers in Chan Song's heart. Oh. So basically, tethering her to Damn. life as long as he's, he's alive. alive. Interesting. I mean, I like that idea. That would make sense. Because I like her and I like them together. Yeah. And I don't want her to be dead, even though I know she's technically dead. Dead ish. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know why else they would have made that Mm -hmm. a point. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, one other thing is, like, she remembers him. Because she's, like, tied to him in that way. Mm-hmm. That's With the true. flowers and uh-huh. stuff so she can go back. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she might not have remembered. That's true. Maybe that's why Because it happens, it. like, as he's gripping his heart, like, uh-huh. where the flowers are. That she turns around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also curious of Hyunjoon's situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that man. Yeah. What? I'm wondering if maybe it's not, like, sinister- Maybe that guy was in the army with, what's his face, Hyunjoon, and he was like, go take care of my family as he was dying. And maybe he was like, I'm Hyunjoon. Maybe. I don't know. I just don't know how, like, anyone would fall for that. I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) I want it to be more sinister. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I want, okay. And we still need Scholar Kim's backstory right like yeah they haven't we, haven't, really, we haven't gotten anything from all, that. all we know is that he died in shame yeah but what shame what happened why are you so shameful <laughs> maybe this man will maybe this man will kill yuna and then she'll get to be <gasps> oh with, my god <laughs> she'll get to be with young june the serial killer didn't get her no it was, this old man's gonna do it it was imposter young june <laughs> and then um yuna real young june and his Little old sister. Oh. We'll go to the afterlife together. Wow. What a strange family. <laughs> yes. That is possible. I feel bad that she fell in love with this fucking ghost. Yeah, but she's I mean, still really young. She'll find love again of a living human. Yeah. I mean, she's got money. Mm-hmm. She's very cute. Mm-hmm. She seems very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she's not good at English. No. <laughs> she's savvy, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe. Yeah, she's not good at English, but... She's good at art. Yes, very good at drawing. She'll become an artist. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Snooty. Um, 
Yeah. I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot. I just can't wait to watch the next two episodes. Yeah, I mean, the last two episodes. I know, it's gonna be so good. I'm gonna try not to, like, hype myself up too much, but. This is one that I really need to, like, put the Vicky app on my dad's TV stuff. You think your parents would like it? Yeah, I'd be like, watch this one. Uh Uh-huh. like it. Because it's, it's got a lot of everything. It does. And a really, really good story, too. And, like, within the story, there's all these cool little ghost stories happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is... I feel like it's on the same level as Search WWW. <laughs> WWW. Uh, where, like, all of the characters are really well-written. Mm-hmm. Like... Agreed. But this one's way more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Like, Search WWW is very good, but, but it was... Slow. It was slow and, like... Here's some business analytics and mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But this one is so fun. It's like Strong Girl Bong Soon plus Search WWW plus I don't know what else. All the good stuff from all the good ones. Yeah. Basically. I mean, dare I say it, it's pretty close to a perfect drama. It's really good. We'll see how the ending pans out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt very strongly about The Crown Clown, but the ending of The Crown Clown was very disappointing. Oh. It wasn't bad. It was just like, why'd you do that? Like, it was mm-hmm. so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's still worth watching, though. Um, you want to go to fashion? Yeah. Yes, God! Fashion. I had just really one look that... I thought about it and I was like, oh, that's a nice look. And it's her last look in the gray suit. Oh, yeah. And I really just liked the little belting that she had. Mm-hmm. I liked the material it was made out of and just like, it was pretty thick. Uh huh. It was a nice. A I nice didn't look. notice the belt. I noticed her hat. Mm-hmm. I liked the hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I wonder what Chung Myung thinks of her. Because she was, like, a little scrappy, yeah. scruffy rebel girl mm-hmm. who's now, like, super, like, fashionable mm-hmm. and, like, not prissy, but what's the word? Like, demanding high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I Changing think is, her nail color. Yeah. For <laughs> all her wigs mm-hmm. and hats and stuff. I just think it's funny that, like, yeah, she gets dressed up in her little suit and hat to take him to the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um... I really liked her, like, thick headband. And I know those have been, like, popping up. Mm-hmm. And they've been trendy. And some people don't pull them off very well, I don't think. I think sometimes they read a little, like, Renaissance fair. Uh-huh. Not that that's a bad thing. If, if you're at... Look. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> if you're at the Renaissance. <laughs> uh, but she pulls it off so well. Because I have thought about, like, should I do that? And then I'm like... No, just <laughs> let this one pass by. <laughs> you don't have to engage in every trend. So yeah, I thought she pulled off her headband well. Mm-hmm. I also quite liked Mira's outfit. Um, I don't know if it's when she went to the hotel. It was a very basic outfit. It was just mm-hmm. like jeans and mm-hmm. like a white button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like a baggy shirt. Mm-hmm. It was just a nice look. Like, a nice, like, basic look mm-hmm. for drama. Like, basic compared to Manuel. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. it's, like, it's like something that we would wear. Yeah. 
I really liked how Manuel looked when Chan Song went to the tunnel. It was, like, her nighttime look, I guess. Oh, uh-huh. So she had, like, her super long hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, it looked almost like a nightgown and, like, a flowy kimono yes. robe thing. I thought that was really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, what a queen. Everything, everything what, she wears. What a queen. <sighs> All right, should we get to I love you? Sure. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay, well, just all sad I love yous, again, because <laughs> it's me. Um. Okay, first, sad I love you. Chung Myung dealing with the heartbreak of Manuel hating him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, especially in the dungeon and, like, yeah. and then when he has to see her, uh, like, basically vowing to kill him. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, he must feel like shit all around. One, because he got a bunch of people killed. And two, because, like, the woman that he loves, like, hates him. And mm-hmm. he can't tell her why. Kill him. Yeah. Uh... Second is, of course, Chan Song realizing that Manuel might not be coming back. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, like, I really like the sad I love you moments because they really show how much, yes. how in love a person is with someone. Because you can be, like, romantic, and that can be cute. Mm-hmm. But, like, if someone's sobbing at a bus station because they see a poster of <laughs> the TV personality that you loved, yes. I mean, that's, like, true... Like, deep in your heart, love. I don't know. I'm just like, oh, Chan Sung, she'll be back. And it was funny. I was talking to Alex, and we were kind of, like, debriefing after the episode was over. And I told him, well, she has to come back because we saw the thumbnails. (laughs) 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 And uh, she's clearly in them. So, I mean, she's coming back, but what happens? And he's like, I guess we'll figure out later. So, anyway... What's your I love you? Um, I'm going to go with when he, like, thrusts the sword into himself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's just, like, shocked that he did that. Didn't I call that? You did. I When that mm-hmm. happened, I told Alex, I called it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she looked shocked that he did that. And it almost seemed like... She wasn't sure if she wanted to kill him or if she yeah. could kill him. Like, she was at a crossroads at that point. I think that's why he did it. And then he was just like, Bleh. Yeah. And then the way he held her and she was just frozen and her scream when she uh-huh. pulled it out. It was a moment. Yeah. That was, again, very well done. Mm-hmm. Good job, everybody. Wow. Good acting. I know. I'm excited for the OK Drama Awards. <laughs> yes. We'll see who comes out a big winner. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of which, make sure you're following us on the social meds. Mm-hmm. And you can go to our new website. Uh, it's still the same. Like URL. No. Oh, it's a different URL? It's now? a different URL. Oh, shit. Yeah, I changed everything. Did you update our yeah. Instagram? That's why I asked you for the login. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You sent me the link, and I clicked it, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Mm -hmm. I like this. Thanks. But I didn't notice that there was a change. Yeah. Uh, Should you give out our new one then? Well, it's kind of complicated, so just... (laughs) Just find the link. Yeah, it's in in the podcast notes, and 
I'm going to be frank. I'm not willing to pay for a domain yet <laughs> for this yeah. lovely little venture that we're on. So, you know, hey, if we get like a bunch of subscribers and reviews, maybe I will commit to paying for our domain. But until then, Meh. we're going free. <laughs> so the link will be in the show notes. But yeah, so make sure you're following us everywhere. So when we post the links for our survey or polls, uh, you guys can vote in the OK Drama Awards. And those are always like, I, I'm going to say maybe our favorite episodes to do. They're really fun. Yeah. We always have our special guests mm-hmm. who are total fucking goofballs. Yeah. A lot funnier than us, I feel like. They yeah. Got, they got zingers and one-liners left and right. And- I know. And then I feel like it's my job to wrangle everybody <laughs> in to stay on topic. And then Alex always gets his feelings hurt because I don't react to all of his jokes (laughs) and i'm telling him it's because i have to keep everybody on task so we don't have a three hour long podcast Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm sorry otherwise i love you break it up into two parts yeah it's a thing yeah so um this might be a little like peek behind the curtain but i'm thinking of having a little if this was cast with western actors who would play because alex and i had this little like thought exercise Mm -hmm. the other night like who would if we were doing like american or Mm -hmm. whatever like western you can cast british people english speaking version Mm -hmm. of hotel de luna who would you cast and alex came up with people who i thought were far too old (laughs) not trying to be ageist here but i'm like look Realistically, we want people in their mid-30s max, mm-hmm. right? Like, Chan Song and Manuel are in their mid to late 20s. I'm curious as to who he said. I'll tell you afterwards. But that's okay. why I was thinking, like, maybe if I give you time to think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I have to think about it. Definitely. And then we can have, like, an open mm-hmm. question. So, yeah. So, if you have any input, let us know. We'll be tweeting these out after I finish watching episode 15 and 16, so I have a good frame of reference for everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. So probably this episode will go up Monday. So maybe like start looking out on Wednesday or Thursday. Yes. And then we're going to have an extended break mm-hmm. so I can recover and so everyone can have enough time to vote. Because in the past, I have been known to not give everybody enough time to vote and only had the poll up for like 17 hours. <laughs> That's on me. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to have like a whole week for people to I participate. Like yeah. And there will be a special episode in between. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're at OK Drama Pod on Twitter, um, at OK Drama Podcast, and we can have the link in our bio for the for our website and the Google poll. Yes. And we both share that to Facebook as well. So yeah, please participate. We really like hearing the um, like listener uh, results because uh-huh. sometimes they're like way different than what we're discussing yeah. how we feel. And then I do, as David says, like a rigged thing and I override. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well the like uh seven people voted for this person, but we're giving the OK tunnel. <laughs> we'll try to be more fair this yeah, time. Yeah, so since we're gonna have more people, more since we're gonna have more time, I'm expecting more votes. So you better vote. Please vote. Let Your us vote know. matters. It does matter. It will not be rigged this time. Yeah, it matters in voting for the OK Drama Awards. It matters in your local elections. 
in so life. in life so yeah make sure if you are given the opportunity to vote make your voice heard mm-hmm. you are important or don't complain or don't complain <laughs> but you know i i encourage uh civic participation so uh what else um i still want fanfic but that's that's it yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. We? Drama podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Email e- us. Email us whatever you want. Not <laughs> spam though. <laughs> not. Not creepy pictures. No. We want decent fanfic. Mm-hmm. I don't want like, funny fanfic. Funny. I like funny fanfic. Yeah. It doesn't dumb need, fanfic. It doesn't need to be too things, graphic. Things like. Um, Yuna's gonna get murdered by the old man and then she's you know yeah shit like that or like unless I'm right on that theory I don't know <laughs> <laughs> unless it's not fan fiction and that's what the the writers actually wrote uh-huh. uh yeah so email us corrections questions whatever you feel again mm-hmm. don't be creepy and don't try to sell us stuff also unless um, it's really cute <laughs> yeah also for your mom's sake Caitlin are you a witch now um, no, mom, I am not a witch. My so if you listened a couple of episodes ago, I we were talking about the palm reading, mm-hmm. and in that episode, I jokingly said I was going to become a witch, and then my mom sent me a text, my sweet darling mother. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll post it on Instagram that would be or something. Funny. Um, that just said, please don't become a witch, <laughs> and then she put like the little like out emoji and the witch emoji (laughs) and i said i promise i won't so for the record i have not turned into a witch i don't really have any intention on um entering that realm but you know i don't (laughs) don't know they have they have cool outfits though witchy people witchy people have cool outfits i mean i'll say that Stage witch, mm, the stage witch would be cool. Yeah, is that our uh, subgroup band name? Me sure. and you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I'm sure Alex and Andrew will have like a cover band of some sort. Yeah. Exciting stuff, guys. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you're following us everywhere. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, give us a five star rating and a review. That way, we can maybe afford to uh, buy a domain. <laughs> 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 yes in the future uh also it just like makes us feel good because it's like oh people actually listen and people they like us care. yeah that's enjoying it that's exciting to know that always means something it does so i guess we'll stop rambling mm-hmm. about domains and whatnot mm-hmm. and we will talk to you guys next week where we wrap up hotel de luna Yay. so excited and until then goodbye goodbye okay